Hey everyone, today we're concluding my exploration of Robert Cialdini's new book. He added a seventh principle of the principles of influence, and the principle is unity. And essentially, it's membership in a group that you use to define your identity in some important, meaningful way. Um, and if if a communicator can arrange for me to believe that this this individual is one one of us inside that group inside that uh, category that i use to define myself then i'm significantly more likely to say yes to that person because i the research shows you trust those people inside your we groups more you believe them more you're more persuaded by them, you're more willing to cooperate with them, and you're more willing to comply with their requests. Right? So uh, there was a lovely study done on a college campus where researchers took a young woman who, college-aged, had her stand in a heavily trafficked area on campus, and with a canister asking for donations to a legitimate charity. She was getting some contributions. but. If she added one more sentence, she more than doubled contributions. And the sentence was, I'm a student here too. In other words, I'm one of you. Yeah, well, and all the barriers to change came down. And she didn't say, I'm a student like you. We're not talking about similarity uh, in a broad kind of sense, or certainly not similarity of tastes or uh, style preferences or, uh, you know, these kinds of, uh, of, uh, uh, inclinations. We're talking about commonality of membership in an existing meaningful group, what commentators are calling our tribes these days and tribalism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so, so obviously tied to tribalism and, um, you know, there's a certain mentality going around of like, well, you can't understand, possibly understand what I've been through because it's uh, my own That's personal right. experience. That's um, right. So how can we... You're not like uh, me. You're not of me. That. Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, people have asked me, well, how do we get to those people, let's say, who are resisting getting uh, a vaccine uh, for uh, COVID? Um, yeah. and, uh, and it turns out there's a technique within... Um, persuasion science that allows us to get into their we group. And it's not just to have somebody who is similar to them in background or region, or, uh, but who, who can honestly say, I used to believe that too. Right? And then I saw something happen or something happened to me. There was a new piece of information that entered the system and I changed Right. And the title of this is called the convert communicator, the hmm. person who has been converted from who you were in this very relevant way to something else based on a new piece of information. It makes it very difficult to dismiss that person. Oh, that's not me. That's not us. No, it was you. But there's something new that maybe you want to hear about and you're more open to hearing about it um, under those circumstances. Yeah.
Oh, let's let's just double click on this topic because it's just gonna be it's so important. Um, so uh, which types of recognized commonalities between different ethnic or racial groups lead to lasting reductions of prejudice, and which only lead to very temporary reductions? Yeah, the temporary ones are the ones that get swept away uh, easily by the passage of time or new situations that e evolve. Um, where, but. Those that are the, are the more uh, durable are those that are aligned with evolutionary forces, right? And there are two of them that are powerful, right? One is commonality of uh, family, right? And research indicating that we treat as family those individuals that we invite into the home and don't treat as guests, even those from out, out groups, right? because there's good evidence that uh, children who view their parents treating out-group members in the home as if they are family, then feel a family-like bond to those individuals. So one thing we can do as parents, if now this is a longer stage uh, approach, but if we want our children to view the species as the group, the meaningful social identity, if we want them to see humanity as the group, right? We should systematically invite into the home people from a variety of groups that are not our own, right? And, and, and here's the key that my mother would criticize me for if I- Can, if, I, can if, I guess it? Can I guess yes. what it is? Please. Don't treat them as though they're guests. That's exactly right. Yay! Ask them to help set the table. Ask them to help clean up, just mm. like you would a family member. And now your kids are seeing you treat them just like family, not like somebody separate from us, mm. not from somebody that we do something different for. Right? So that's one of them. The other is something that is much more easily done, but it, it, it's, not, it, it's not easy to, uh, to undertake in the moment. Mm. But there's research to show that we've, we feel more bonded to the people who, that we share a region or community or neighborhood with. Right? Because, again, evolutionarily, we began uh, as a species in uh, evolved, once we evolved in small groups, tribes and clans uh, of, of one sort or another that we're barely more than 25 to 50 uh, individuals at a time. And those individuals typically shared our identity. They shared our genetic identity, right? And so what we find now is evidence that people give favor to those inside their region. There's even a term for it called um, localism, where you find, for example, that if you receive a request to participate in a survey from a university, you're significantly more likely to comply with that request if it's a university in your state mm 
<laughs> there was a study done uh, of people who reacted to a, a military death in Afghanistan, let's say Afghanistan. Uh, uh, so a soldier, a U.S. soldier, military uh, personnel was killed. They became significantly more against the war in Afghanistan if that soldier was from their state. I originally had mixed feelings about unity because you could abstractly view it as a combination of two other principles, which is liking and consistency. Like, I like people who are like myself, and once I like people who are like myself, I'm also consistent with just liking the things that they like or agreeing with them. But I think I have to agree with Robert that this is strong enough. Tribalism or family attributes or regionalism is just strong enough that it stands alone as an influence, particularly because it just turns people a funny way in which they would just agree with something when everything else should tell them to disagree. They just agree with it because they're my family, right? I, I just have to do it because they're my family. And I think that's what Cialdini is driving at here. Uh, that there is a tribalism within humans is inborn in how we behave and we have to recognize it, uh, use it when it suits us, and then also recognize it when it's being used on us.